Hello all, and thank you for listening. One of my most important things in life is being an advocate for my son Owen. <clears throat> he has a form of autism, and if I don't fight for him, I'm not sure who will. So, I thought I would tell his story today. So, he was born on March 29th of 2006, and early on didn't really do some of the things that he should have done according to developmental suggestions, I guess you would say. That's what they are. They're suggestions and guidelines of what is considered as normal for your child. And uh, Owen was not meeting those milestones, so to speak. He didn't hold his bottle until closer to a year old or sit up like he was supposed to. He didn't start walking until after he turned two years old. He didn't really speak at all. He, he made sounds, but there were no words. I know that a lot of people say that their child on the autism spectrum starts out quote-unquote normal and then they regress. But Owen never really started out that way. He, he was the way that he is from the very beginning. There was no regression about it. Um, by the time that Owen turned three, he was still not able to do a basic puzzle for a two-year-old child. He was still only grunting and pointing at things. And I had brought these concerns up to his pediatrician a few times. And she brushed me off. Kind of said, oh, boys develop differently than girls. And, you know, if you, I asked her about first steps and if we could get him involved in first steps and she bluntly told me that if Brent and I were a good mommy and daddy we would be able to do the same things that first steps could do so needless to say it was time for her to go she was a horrible pediatrician and I was done feeling helpless I went to the school to the elementary school and I explained to them what was happening and what I had tried to do thus far. And they said, let's evaluate him, bring him in. So that's exactly what I did. And the moment that I brought him in, the teachers that were there were unable to evaluate him because 
he was so non-communicative that they didn't really have a way of being able to determine what he did or didn't know. So at that point, they suggested that we immediately placed him into special needs preschool. So we did. He was barely three, and um, going to special ed classes. And at first, it was really difficult for him. He was terrified, and he would just hide under the table and hold a toy in his hand. He would not come out. He would just hide. My mother-in-law had coddled him all of that time while my husband and I went to work. And it was really difficult for her to, uh, to see him go and then to know that he was having such a hard time with it. But we just kept at it. And eventually he came out of his shell little by little, uh, day by day. And continued on with preschool until it was time for him to move up to kindergarten age. At which point the school had uh, a case conference, our very first case conference. And it was Owen's teacher and the paras that are in the room helping the teacher and an autism consultant and the principal and I don't even know but there were at least eight people to Brent and I sitting in that room around the table and essentially they said that Owen displayed the characteristics of a child with autism and they told us that it was up to us whether we wanted to get a diagnosis or not because they were going to treat him the same whether he had a diagnosis or not he would still have the same curriculum that he had been involved with and they would just continue to move forward with that curriculum which for the school that's fine but for us we wanted to get an official diagnosis because as much as it's not so good to have a label it's helpful to have a label um, doctors and therapists and teachers do know how to handle you better if you have an official label so he was five years old and I uh, had a new pediatrician at the time and asked them what they would recommend uh, after the school told us these things and they said to send him to Riley Children's Hospital so that we could get him evaluated appropriately and do what we needed to do. Um, the doctor that we were seeing at the time was amazing. Actually, we're still seeing the same doctor to this day. My son Cooper sees him as well. And I adore this doctor. 
he's very knowledgeable, he's very kind, both of the boys gravitate towards him, which I have to tell you that if Owen shows any form of mistrust about a person, you can, you can trust what Owen's response is. He's very good at reading whether a person has a good heart or not, or good intentions or not. Anyway, this doctor got us, uh, he got us into Riley quickly. Because instead of just saying that we speculated that Owen might be autistic, he left it very broad. So that we would just be able to get into the uh, neurological department, so to speak. Um, just to get our foot in the door. And so we, we began with lots of testing. Uh, MRI of the brain and blood work and testing for genetic disorders and everything. Which, by the way, the MRI of Owen's brain came back completely normal. That was a huge relief. Um, finally, we were able to get Owen into a psychiatrist. And at almost six years old, we finally got the diagnosis of pervasive developmental disorder not otherwise specified. PDD-NOS. Some say that it's a category all its own, but most say that it just falls under the umbrella of autism. Owen definitely shows the characteristics of someone with autism. He stems. Uh, for example, if he's excited about something, he hums and he rocks. Um... Academically, he struggles immensely. I don't think it's because he's not intelligent or because he is inept. I, I, I think that I think that there's a wall between his brain and whatever it is that needs to get the information out, whether it be his mouth and him speaking or his hand and him writing, uh, there's a wall there. It just, he clearly understands so much more than he can, than he can say. Just because a person doesn't say something doesn't mean they don't know. And I know that Owen there's so much more going on in his beautiful mind than, than even I get to give him credit for. And, uh, socially, he's very intrigued by people. He loves to watch them. He asks why all of the time. Even when it doesn't make sense to ask why, he asks why. And he repeats over and over and over again. I find myself having the exact same conversation throughout the day, every day, all of the time. He obsesses over things. For example, if we're going to Illinois to visit my mom and dad, we cannot tell him 
we do not say a word to him. We just let him figure it out as we're on the way, which doesn't take long because he's a smart cookie and he knows the way to Mimi and Grandpa's house. I think that he could get us there all 380 something miles. I think he could truly get us there. Um, but if we tell him that we're going to my mom and dad's house, he just gets so amped up about it that he just loses all control and, um, he gets very aggressive and he hits and he gets angry and whenever he hits, unfortunately, it either comes out on me or his little brother. And although he's trying really hard to control these things, it's very impulsive For example, he hates sniffling. And uh, this time of year with allergies and everything, it's very sniffly in our house. Sneezy and sniffly. And Owen, his immediate response when he hears someone sniff is to hit them. And um, he's trying to do better. Instead of actually hitting, he kind of growls and says that he's going to hit us. Um... But it's difficult sometimes. It's hard to hear all day, I want to hit you. I'm going to hit you. I want to hit you. And the way he says it with that growl and that undertone, it's very difficult to listen to that all day, every day. But he's trying. I can tell that he's trying because if he wasn't trying, he would still be hitting. And, you know, sometimes he slips up and he hits. And I try to just let it roll. Because almost the moment that it happens, almost the exact moment, he turns around immediately and says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I hit you. He knows that it's wrong, but I just don't know that he knows how to control that impulsiveness. Not yet, anyway. But he'll get there. He's got a behavioral therapist, and the two of them have a wonderful bond. He's definitely making great strides with her. He has a speech therapist. And even though we're not attending school with all of this COVID corona stuff, he does still have Zoom meetings with them. And um, at first it was a little rough, but he's getting used to it now. And we're still doing the best we can. And I just... The moral to all of this that I have learned... Besides the fact that I am an extremely impatient person. And I'm not saying that Owen makes me impatient, by the way. I'm saying I've always been impatient. And Owen is helping to teach me how impatient that I am. And what I can do to control it. And to get a hold of it before it gets a hold of me. Some days I do really good. Most days it's a little shaky. But Owen is teaching me to be a better person. Um, He's teaching lots of people so many things. I I know that his purpose in life is very, very great. And uh, I just really consider him as a true blessing. And so if you take anything from this at all just have to remember that progress is progress no matter how small and 
don't even take it one day at a time. Take it one minute at a time. And if you if you have questions about anything that we've gone through, you can email me. Uh, TiffDMaddox at gmail.com. That's T-I-F-F. D is in Dawn Maddox, which is M-A-D-D-O-X at gmail.com. Um, I would be more than happy to answer any questions that you have or or take any advice that you might have or just be friends with you because we all need friends um, who can relate to us with certain situations in our lives and it never hurts to to make a friend I once had a gentleman he was working at the my neighbor's house doing some sort of exterior work at her house and he had been there for several weeks and he definitely noticed that there was something different about Owen and one day we started chatting and I explained Owen's quote-unquote label to this man and he said to me I'm really sorry that your son is that way and I looked at him and I chuckled and I said well I am not my son is the way that he is because that's the way he's supposed to be and that man just looked at me like a deer in the headlights. He didn't know how to respond to that, but it's true. We have to take the things that come our way and we need to embrace them and absorb them and marinate on them and study them and learn them and be open. Open up your mind and, and be open to the advice and the suggestions that people give you. Even if it's just some crummy opinion that you totally 100% would never truly consider be kind and listen and you know maybe down the road you might use that opinion after all you just you never know so thank you for listening and have a wonderful day